Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh and teach from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. Before I open the service in prayer, I would like to let you guys know it's important that you support the ministry's work because uh, this is how the brothers and sisters receive Bibles from me. Those who do not have the money to purchase the Bibles, the Bibles are about from 30 to 50 bucks a Bible. So please support the ministries by going to goodhouse1968.space and shopping for all your digital product needs. If you're looking for some type of software or digital product, you can find it at goodhouse1968.space. All right, good. I petition you, strengthen the brothers and sisters up that they're able to receive uh, the Bibles that are needed to learn your ministries, your good action ways, your righteous ways. Give them the ability where they're able to be able to receive all things that will help them learn about your ways, your laws, your rules, your regulations, and commandments. You didn't just put Ten Commandments here for us. There's a whole bookload of commandments, and I pray that they follow them and that you direct their footsteps. I pray this in the name of Yeshua, Yeshua, Shalom, Amen, Amen, Shalom. Okay, here. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets, you stone those who are sent to you. How often I wanted to gather your children just as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings. But you refuse. They refuse. They refuse to accept the ministry work. They refuse to allow the prophets or the brothers and sisters to teach good actions and righteousness. They kill them because of their teachings. And they killed them because of their teachings of exposing the Perushim, the Illuminati, or the Masons, or the uh, Knights of Templars, going further back to their original name, the Perushim. Look, God is abandoning your house, leaving it desolate. For I tell you, from now on, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed he comes in the name of Adonai. Don't forget that's going to happen. Everybody say, Blessed is the name of he comes in the name of good God. Jehovah or Adonai or whatever, that will be on the day that there's nothing but the righteous left or the action practicing one. Because when he strikes out, he strikes the thief and you will not, and you were struck. The only thing it is, you will be dead. That is the, the prophecies and the fulfillment of the Bible that is to come and will come. The extinction of unrighteousness, wickedness, evil, no good good stiff, and that is the prophecy that it will be fulfilled in the last days on Armageddon Day. So be aware of that and be on watch for that. So don't ask for a sign of times or anything like that or Jesus should retire and start ministering again. He has already laid the, the, the foundation as the cornerstone of the building. He has laid the preaching work, the laws down, the teachings, and he has exposed the Purushim and those false prophets. So understand and keep your eyes alert, your action alert, doing good, because you don't want them to sneak up on you. And here you are fornicating or homosexual or lesbian or doing something wicked, evil, no good, or stiff good. We want to be doing what we're supposed to be on Armageddon Day, so there shouldn't be a question. 
As Yeshua left the temple and was going away, his Talmudian came and called his attention to its buildings. But he answered them, you see all these. Yes, I tell you, they will to- be totally destroyed. Not a single stone will be left standing. So here we see no stone will be left standing of the true temple of Jerusalem that was there back then. But yet the followers were, who are those possessing, in possession of the temple weren't true. We had the parishioners running the temple, selling sacrificial animals, and making good profit off of the innocence and the misguidance of the brothers and sisters. And Yeshua says this temple will be destroyed. But yet, remember, this temple will be built up in three days. So in three days, Yeshua will build the temple of Jerusalem up, tear it down and build it up, meaning those brothers and sisters that he left the truth with, that they were able to understand the scrolls, teach the scrolls, and live the life of the scrolls, good action life, righteous life. So remember that. And this temple was destroyed uh, by the Roman soldiers. Yeshua replied, watch out, don't let anyone fool you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. So many will come in the name of Jesus, but they lead those astray, because they do not even practice what they teach, and they do not want others to practice just to glorify them, their name, and their man-made doctrines or man-made teachings to glorify these things. You will hear the noise of wars nearby and the news of wars far off. See to it that you do not become frightened. So we've covered this. Do not become frightened because of the signs, not the signs, but the prophecies being fulfilled of the last days. For when the Son of Man does come, it will be like lightning that flashes out of the east and fills the skies to the western horizon. So we've that's showing a complete engulfment of the earth as well as the earth surroundings. So you can't escape by a spaceship or anything. Everything will be engulfed. Wherever there's a dead body, that's where you find the vultures. So you'll find nothing but the animals feeding and vultures, birds feeding off of dead bodies with the animals. But immediately following the trouble of those times, the sun will grow dark, the moon will stop shining, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in heavens will be shaken. So we have right now the starting of the powers in the heavens being shaken by all of the stuff or all of these space missions run up there and, and space equipment put up there. That's just one part of the shaking of the heavens because this stuff will come down and there will be great destruction coming from the heavens, letting us know that we are in the last days and the fulfillment of the prophecy of Armageddon is about to take place or will take place. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. So these are the things that are happening that will bring remembrance to Jesus and his teachings and prophecies. All the tribes of the Lamb will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with tremendous power and glory. You will not see him uh, as far as where you could do harm or as far as where it contradicts the prophecy of the last days. Only the righteous will see him. You will see his glorious works. You see his works. Okay, and whatever form he appears to be, and if it be, appear to be uh, uh, a 
a meteorite of sulfur coming down. It's the works that you will see of him. So remember that. Don't expect until the end to see Yeshua in the new kingdom. Let not let the fig tree teach you its lessons. With it, when its branches begin to sprout and leaves appear, you know that summer is approaching. In the same way, when you see all these things, you are to know that the time is near right at the door. So in this example of the fig tree blossoming, it's a plant. So what he's actually saying, when you see all of these different types of species of plants blossoming out, representing the fig tree or the tree blossoming again, then you will know you are in the Armageddon, you're headed for Armageddon or the last days, the end of the wicked. But when that day and hour will come, no one knows, not the angels in heaven. So the angels won't even know the day of Armageddon. Not the Son, only the Father. This way they don't trick off to Satan and tell him they're coming, the former friend of his in the heavens. For the Son of Man coming will be just as it was in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, the flood came as a thief in the night. They were warned, just like you're being warned today. But yet, if you stray and do not take the narrow road leading to everlasting life, you will be part of the destruction and the vultures eating of you. People went on eating and drinking, taking wives, becoming wives right up till the day. So that is an example. We're doing that today. No one actually really believes that Armageddon will happen. It's just something that they're taught, and they put it as a secondhand thing in their head or their mind. But yet, when it comes upon them, you should have had belief. Because don't start grabbing things, trying to save something to go to through the new kingdom. As you are free out of the harlot or where the destruction is occurring. So destruction will occur everywhere, but yet the Lord provides a place for his own, his rest place. Noah entered the ark and they didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all the way. It was just like that when the Son of Man comes. Then there will be two men in the, a field. One will be taken and the other left behind. So that's to go to the safe house or the safe place while Armageddon is taking place. Those of us who do good actions and are righteous people and individuals, those who were once prostitutes, whores, homosexuals, idolaters, fornicators, who changed the righteous people are members of the flock, the sheep of the flock. They will be escorted out to a safe place. There or a safe house. There will be two women grinding flour at a me- at the meal. One will be taken and the other left behind. So stay alert because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. So here it is. He's coming when you don't expect. The bridegroom comes unexpected to catch you off guard of the slave master, an example or a parable. But you do know this. Had the owner of the house known when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not allowed his house to be broken into. So the same thing here. Don't try and be slick. I'll change at the last minute. If you knew the day he was coming, you would do so. So many of you. Therefore, you too must always be ready for the Son of Man will come when you are not expecting him. So be ready for the coming of the Son of Man or the coming of the Christ or the Messiah. 
Who is the faithful and sensible servant who ma- whose master puts him in charge of the household to give them their food at the proper time? Our food is the ministries or the spiritual food. The food provided in an easy form or the ministries provided and the education provided in an easy form as if you were a child in kindergarten where you could understand and be able to perform these things because it was so simply given to you and so easily understood and easily explained. It will go well with the servant if he is found doing his job when his master comes. So the parable here is the servant will obey his master if he's a righteous servant, but a good-for-nothing servant, well, he suffers the penalties, the punishment, and the consequences. Yes, I tell you that he will put him in charge of all he owns if he's found doing righteousness or doing what he's told. Preparation, even while the slave master is not around. Doing things while the slave master is not around. But if that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is taking his time, and he starts beating up his fellow servants, and spends his time eating and drinking with drunkards. So being a drunkard beating on the other ser- slave or trying to punk them as it is, trying to be a bully. Then his master will come on a day the servant does not expect at a time he doesn't know. And he will cut him in two and put him with the hypocrites where people well and grind their teeth. So you don't want to go nowhere where people are, a whole nation of people are wailing and grinding their teeth in misery because of the conditions they are in. The kingdom of heaven at that time will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. So in this example, be prepared is what it's saying, this parable. Five of them were foolish and five were sensible. Five brought some oil, five didn't. Well, when the bridegroom came, the example of this is they didn't have oil to go through the wilderness, so they were left behind because they weren't in preparation. So prepare for Armageddon. You don't have to try and buy water and all these things. You buy that for preparation of storms and uh, tornadoes and thunderstorms and hurricanes, earthquakes. On Armageddon Day, you are required not to carry anything but your own self. Even if you're butt naked, don't put on no clothes. Just get to moving out with the angels or those who will take you to the safe house. It goes to say here, uh, after a long time, the masters of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the other five, and said, Sir, you you gave me five talents here. I have five more. So he gave the servant five talents, which was the beginning, but I didn't read it. And it goes to say, his master said to him, excellent. You are good and trustworthy. Because he took and used his head, was sensible, and did some constructive good action and righteous works with the money. But the other servants, as we read here, you are a good trusted servant. You have been faithful in your master's happiness. Also, the one who had received two came forward and said, Sir, you gave me two talents here. I have made two more. Even that was a good servant. Now, the one who had received one talent came forward and said, I know you were a hard man. Your harvest where you didn't plant, and you're going to run a line with them, trying to uh, con them. And gather where you didn't sow seed. 
I was afraid, so I went and hid your talent in the ground here. Take what belongs to you. So what did they call him? Because he tried to con him, like a con artist. Their first season of the demon, the Prussian, as well as them. You wicked, lazy servant, said his master. You knew, did you, that I harvest where I have planted, and that I gathered where I didn't sow seed. Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers so that when I returned, I would at least have gotten back interest with my own, with my capital. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For everyone who has something will be given more so that he will have more than enough. Now, we have an example here of the talents, but I, it skipped my, my mind, but it's important. Uh... Well, I'll go on because I didn't remember. I don't remember. But it's something important. It deals with that. Oh, uh, like the harvest where the uh, servants were, uh, people who were on the street, hobos or bums or just people hanging out, were brought to a, were brought to a, a garden or a harvest. And they went in on the promise that he would pay them at the end of the, end of the day. And he did, but yet there was some who said we didn't work. We we worked more hours than those who had just come in, but yet they were given the same as us. So referring back to this one talent, this one talent was given. So the same example, this person was only worthy of one talent to be trusted with in the first place because his actions would have shown so, but yet. As we do today, if it's something we feel on our heart, if we don't trust a person and we want to see if they've changed or if they will do something righteous, we trust them with little. But yet this servant didn't come back. And the same example applies with the, with the, the guys uh, who came later in the day getting the same as the guys who worked all day. So this is an example. It ties in that... Uh, the wicked are not trustworthy for, I have to say, labors, work, because as we see today, there's so much theft and, and uh, looting of corporations' prophecies or businesses' prophecies, excuse me, businesses' property by the workers. The example is here, why would you pay a person if you know why would you pay him a large amount of money if you know he's going to steal from you? The same thing applies with, well, with, with, as in the congregation. Why would you trust a person who's not trustworthy? Because remember, an elder or the head of the congregation, not the leader, but the head, the, the ones who, who are doing the head instruction, giving the spiritual food to the servants, he is supposed to be of outstanding qualities or outstanding he is supposed to be in his trust and his faith and in his belief and in his works and in his good actions and righteous actions. Not a drunkard nor a person whose family is serving Satan as uh, with an occult, but yet his family is in unity with the Lord as well as him. So remember, we have to not judge before we see the actions or hear what is said. We have to listen, and then we judge accordingly.
Okay, here. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, accompanied by all the angels, he will sit on his glorious throne. Meaning, this is a prophecy of the angels doing what they are told to do, seeing that the the rule of Satan or his uh, causing uh, confusion, chaos, and destruction, and causing even the wealth to turn against the Heavenly Father by those who use the wealth, the riches, the rich, excuse me, when they see that this has come to an end, they will obey their master, Yeshua, or Yeshua, or they will do as they are told, even if he's not their master now, because I don't know how they have that arranged in heaven, but uh, they are his servants, so they will obey him. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. So he's going to separate the goats from the sheep or the lamb from the uh, goat. Normally uh, in a cult represents the opposition to God. So he'll separate those in opposition to God. The sheep he will place at his right hand and the goats at his left. Remember, he told uh, the woman that tried to get uh, her son's kingdom or crown by his uh, right hand. He said that that is not his to give. But it is up to the Father, and it is for those of us who do it, did good actions, preached, did righteous actions, and taught the truth, held trust, faith, belief, and received salvation and deliverance from them. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you whom my Father has blessed, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So the kingdom was prepared for us from the founding of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you made me your guests. I needed clothes and you provided them. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. A lot of times I get in my heart the wicked. I wouldn't give them anything to eat, drink, or let them sleep in my house. But remembering the scriptures and remembering a good heart, a pure heart, I would feed them, give them water if they ask for it. Now, when it comes to letting them stay in your house, you only let trustworthy people in your house today because people will get up and kill you once you go to sleep. If you just let anybody in there, there's a probability of that happening. You don't want to take chances by being a fool. Then the people who have done what God wants will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you, we see you a stranger and make you a guest or needing clothes and provided them? When did we see you, see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will say to them, yes, I tell you that what, whenever you did these things for one of the least important of these brothers of mine, you did them for me. So even the comforting on Jesus' death when they brought, when they buried him, gave him a good linen to bury him with. And even though Peter denied him, but the others, well, they still were praying and hoping that he wouldn't be executed. Or they still were trustworthy or doing righteousness and believing. So the same example applies with them and as well as those who hold faith or trust. That is one example. And then those of the congregation who you take care of by feeding them the spiritual food and as well as physical food and housing and clothing, even when they're detained in prisons or 
in lockup facilities because of the ministry works they're doing or the teachings they're teaching. Then he will also speak to those on his left, saying, Go away from home, you who are cursed. Go off into the fire prepared for the adversary and his dangers, and his angels, or opposers to God, opposers to good, opposers to Jehovah, opposers to Adonai, or Allah, as uh, the name implies, just God, not the uh, twisted meaning a lot of people give the name of God and form it into a religion a different religion, an outcast religion, or something of the old or something, some new man-made doctrines. For I was hungry and you gave me no food, thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. A stranger and you did not welcome me because it was 20 degrees below or 40 degrees below outside and you didn't welcome a hobo or someone, meaning if you uh, not welcome him, but take him to a shelter where he could be warm and get something to eat. Leaning clothes and you did not give them or someone who has no shoes walking on the street without no shoes. Uh, you did not give them to me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. So remember, I a lot of times uh, forget to go and visit my brother. He's in prison. He'll be there for the rest of his life. He needs comfort too to go visit, but I try and go and visit as much as I possibly can. And a lot of times I don't want to see him in that condition. That's why I don't go. I want to see him out. But, and then uh, there are other reasons as well. I'm not going to go over them. Then they will reply, Lord, when did you see? But I do go and see him. When when did we see you hungry, thirsty, a stranger, needing clothes, sick or in prison, and not take care of you? And he will answer that. Yes, I tell you that what? Whenever you refuse to do it for the least important of these people, you refuse to do it for me. They will go off to eternal punishment, but those who have done what God wants will go to eternal life. And then remember, if you don't do those things or teach the other people, you lose. You are the one. Well, I'm going to put it basically. You are the one who's eternally damned because you withheld important information for those people. Just like those children who watched that man drown and didn't try and help him. They are responsible for his death because they stood there, watched, and laughed. All right. That is my ministry for today. Uh, I will be seeing you. I'm going to close with a word of prayer. Good, I petition, strengthen, open the eyes and minds of the brothers and sisters, and open their common sensibility, especially regarding situations where a person is drowning. Even though you don't have to help them, it is not your responsibility. It is based on, upon the authority uh, or the teachings of Christ or Yeshua and uh, the love that we should have in our hearts for our fellow man as a, computer, as a community. We should stick together as a community and struggle and strive together and protect one another as a community. I pray that these brothers and sisters do so and provide you a good name, a sound name, where people respect your name because of their actions and righteous actions and righteousness. I pray this in the name of Yeshua or your sign. Shalom, amen, amen, shalom.